This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk, Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Indians at PNC Park in Pittsburgh for a weekend series with the Pirates that will feature game two Saturday afternoon at 4.05 and the finale Sunday at 1.05 following a wild, wild Friday night special in Pittsburgh. Coming up on our show this week, we'll hear from Indians hitting coach Ty Van Berkeley. All of a sudden, the Indians, one of the better hitting ball clubs in baseball in the month of June. We'll have our our young guys segment, uh, new players to the ba- uh, big leagues segment with uh, interviews from rookies Ernie Clement, Nick Sandlin, and Trevor Steffen. And we'll also hear from James Harris, the Indians vice president of player development. He'll fill us in on what's going on at single-A Lynchburg. Some good prospects down there in the uh, Carolina League. So a lot to get to on our show today. But first, a look at the week gone by. And a good week it was at home for the Indians with the Orioles in town for a four-game series that began on Monday night. And for the Indians, that meant J.C. Mejia on the mound as they try and continue to patch together that starting rotation. And it was a good start for the Indians' offense in this one. In the first inning, with two men aboard, Jose Ramirez came through. Here's the payoff pitch from Kramer. A swing and a high fly to fairly deep left. And Stewart falls down. Now it drops in front of him. That'll be a base hit. In to score, Hernandez. Throw to the plate. Stopping at third, Rosario. But Ramirez goes to second on Stewart's throw to the plate. Oh, my goodness. Eddie Rosario's sacrifice fly made it 2-0. And then Bobby Bradley knocked in another. Kramer's ready. Here it comes. And he bangs a single into left. Base hit. Three-nothing Indians. Bobby Bradley stays torrid. He has his eighth RBI. Baltimore scored twice in the fourth to get within a run, but in the sixth, Ramirez extended the lead. Here again is the 3-2 pitch. Swing and the line shot to deep right field. This is going to short hop the wall. In to score is Hernandez. Ramirez with a sliding RBI double. You give that guy another crack to swing the bat, 
and you pay the ultimate price. And the Indians have a 4-2 lead as Jose Ramirez with a ringing RBI double that short hopped the wall and right. The Orioles again got to within one, making it a 4-3 ball game with that run in the seventh. But James Karinchak held the lead through the eighth, and Emmanuel Classe came on in the ninth to close it out. Swung on, ground ball to short. Gobbled up by Rosario. Sets, throws, ball game. Emmanuel Classe with a 1-2-3 ninth. And the Indians will shake hands after a 4-3 win over the Baltimore Orioles. So the Indians are back at it on Tuesday, trying to keep it rolling against Baltimore, this time with Cal Quantrill on the mound. And the Tribe got on the board in the first again, thanks to a big two-out hit from Bobby Bradley. No score, Tribe threatening, runners at the corners, two down. Bradley swings and drills one into the gap in right center. That's a base hit. It'll score Hernandez. It's cut off in the alley by the center fielder Mullins. Rosario to third, and Bobby Bradley comes through again against the Orioles. So he now has five RBIs against Baltimore. He got called up when the Indians were in Baltimore. And now Chris Holt, the pitching coach, heads to the mound as once again the inability to make clean plays has cost Baltimore like it did last night. The Orioles scored a run in the second to tie the game at one. Then in the fourth, the Tribe offense really came alive, beginning with a big moment for Ernie Clement. Now the 2-2. Swung on, line drive, base hit center field. Headed for third and being held is Naylor. The throw comes in wild, it gets away. It's behind home plate. Naylor's racing home, he will score. Clement heads to third, he's in with a slide. And the Indians grab a two to one lead as Ernie Clement comes up with his first major league hit. And we'll hear from Ernie later on in our show about his first major league base hit. RBI singles from Bradley Zimmer and Ahmed Rosario made it 4-1 to one Tribe, and then it was Eddie Rosario with the biggest blow of the inning. Here's the pitch, and there's a swing and a line drive down the right side. Fair ball. Into the corner it goes. Extra bases for Rosario. One run is in. Racing around third, heading for home, and scoring as well is Rosario. It's a two-run double for Eddie Rosario. As Hernandez and Ahmed Rosario score. Ahmed on a very close play at home plate. And the Indians have really opened things up now. In the seventh, Bobby Bradley tacked on one more. Bradley with a drive. High, deep to right. It's got a chance. It is gone. A majestic towering blast to right by Bobby Bradley. His third home run. Two of them have come against the Orioles. 7-2 was the final score on Tuesday night. Two straight for the Tribe over the Birds heading into Wednesday's game, three of the four-game series, and this turned out to be a wild one. A rocky start for Aaron Savali as the Orioles scored twice in the first inning to take the early lead. But in the bottom of the first, Jose Ramirez got one of those runs back with one swing. Aiken is making his fourth start. He's worked four times in relief. He delivers, and it's swung on, ripped to deep left field. Down the line it goes, gone! 
Jose Ramirez with a laser down the left field line. His team high 15th homer, team high 39th run batted in. And that's his third home run out of the 15 in batting right handed. Another run for Baltimore in the third inning put the Orioles on top 3 to 1, but that lead wouldn't last long as Ahmed Rosario got it started in the bottom half of the third. The pitch. Swung on line drive, base hit. There's another clutch hit to left. Zimmer around third. He is going to score. Throw to the plate, wide of the plate, all the way to the backstop. And that will move up Hernandez to third and Rosario to second. And the Indians now trail it three to two. And Ahmed Rosario, the Indians' best clutch hitter, has delivered again. RBI single and a throwing error by the left fielder. Jose Ramirez followed with a big hit and some excitement on the base pass. Infield back, runner second and third, tribe down a run. Ramirez rips a single to right. That'll score Hernandez. Here comes Rosario, throw to the plate, cut off. And for whatever reason, Jose Ramirez tried to go to second. He's in a rundown. Nobody's at second. He runs by everybody. He gets up. He's running to third. He stumbles. He dives in safely. How about that? And a fist pump to his own dugout. First, it was a base running mistake by Jose Ramirez. With nobody out, they're not going to throw to the plate. They had no chance. But he made the big turn, was heading to second, throw cut off. He got in a rundown, but the rundown continued, and the Orioles didn't have anybody backing up Galvis at second. He was short of second. Ramirez went to second. Then saw nobody was at third, and he kept going to third and beat everybody there. Then Harold Ramirez drove in Jose to make it a 5-3 ball game. Eddie Rosario kept the big inning going later on. Now the set in the 0-2 pitch. Swung on, yanked to right, down the line it goes. Fair ball, a one-handed double into the corner by Eddie Rosario, scoring Harold Ramirez. It's a 6-3 ball game. In the fifth, Baltimore's Ryan Mountcastle blasted a two-run home run. That pulled the Orioles to within a run. But in the sixth, Cesar Hernandez gave the Indians some breathing room. Now the 1-1. Swung and grounded toward first. It's over the bag by the diving Mancini. Down the right field line, kicks off the side wall. Rivera scores. Here's Zimmer coming home. He'll score. Throw to the plate. No chance. It's a triple for Cesar Hernandez. And the Indians now leading it 8-5 to five and a huge two-out, two-run triple down the right field line by Cesar Hernandez. And that was just what the Indians needed as Baltimore responded with two runs in the seventh to make it a one-run game again. But once again for the Indians, James Karinchek took care of the Orioles in the eighth and Emmanuel Classe came on to try and close it out. Emmanuel Classe. He's ready. Here it comes. A swing and a chopper wide of third. To his left. Ramirez gloves, throws. Ball game. The Indians have beaten the Baltimore Orioles for the third straight night. The Orioles.
Bills have now lost seven in a row and 18 straight losses on the road. The Indians with a five-run third propelling themselves into the lead and then the bullpen was dominant again tonight. So it's three straight against the Birds heading into the series and homestand finale on Thursday afternoon. And just like the first three games of the series, the Indians got it going in the home half of the first inning, beginning with none other than Jose Ramirez. Here's the 3-0 pitch. Swing and a high drive. Headed to deep right. This ball gone. Jose Ramirez with a towering two-run home run to right. His 16th home run and 43 RBIs. Later in the inning, Bobby Bradley followed suit. The 3-1 pitch. Swung on, hit pretty well to deep left center. Mullins is back looking up. It carries to the bleachers. Bobby Bradley again. Apple just to the left of center. And the Indians now lead it three to nothing. And that is man strength there. Then it was three to one Indians in the third inning when Eddie Rosario got into one. The pitch. Swung in and blasted. High and deep to right. Way out of here. Eddie Rosario's first home run as a Cleveland Indian at Progressive Field. The Orioles cut the lead to 4-3 with two runs in the top half of the fourth inning, but in the bottom of the inning, Ernie Clement continued to impress. Here's the pitch to Clement. He swings and drives it to left center. This one's hit well, headed to the wall, and it bangs off the wall in left center. Headed for third, being waved around, racing home is Chang. The throw, he slides, safe at the plate. An RBI double for Ernie Clement, and the Indians now lead it 5-3. Yu Chang added a big two-run single in the sixth to make it 7-3, but his biggest hit came in the eighth and put the game away for the Tribe. The set and the pitch to Chang. Swung on and hammered. High, deep to left, away, back and gone. A prodigious bomb to the home run porch in left. Yu Chang, all by himself, has outscored Baltimore four to three. 10-3 was the final, and the Indians swept the four-game series with Baltimore. Then Friday in Pittsburgh, opening game of the series, the Indians fell behind 11-1, only to come storming back with six runs in the seventh, three more in the eighth to make it a one-run game, but they came up that one run short, 11-10, the final score Friday night in Pittsburgh. But the Indians are swinging the bats extremely well, and when we come back, we'll hear from Indians hitting coach Ty Van Berkleo. That's after this timeout. And now a game of commercial chicken brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long flow can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. Okay, so um, did you see that game the other day? <laughs> the refs, right? I mean, come on. They were totally out to get us. <laughs> that always happens to, uh, to our team. <clears throat> Drivers 
Press the switch to Progressive to save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome back to Tribe Talk presented by Progressive Jim Rosenhaus along with you this weekend from PNC Park in Pittsburgh as the Indians are in town to play the Pirates in interleague play. Long road trip here for the Indians. They'll go to Chicago after the series here for two with the Cubs and then after an off day Wednesday, four games in Minneapolis against the Twins. The Indians have been swinging the bats extremely well, especially in this month of June. Ty Van Berkelio is the Indians' hitting coach, and he says, really, when you look back on the cold start for the Indians, it was just a matter of staying the course as there were some good habits taking place, just not the results, and that has changed now. Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to get the results, you know, and, and get hits. You know, it always helps guys, you know, when gets their confidence going when balls are falling and you know they're able to you know see some results but you know early on the guys were swinging the bat well and it just wasn't you know it, it was a little hard luck you know actually a lot of hard luck a lot of hard hit balls right at people and um you know that gets frustrating and then it kind of wears on their numbers a little bit and you know just got to keep reminding guys just to stay the course and you know not try to change anything because their swings are good they're just not having much luck and you have a varied group there. You have some veterans who maybe they are a little bit better at, at kind of staying the course. I don't know. Maybe the, the rookies are not. But is is it just a case-by-case basis where you have to really talk to guys and say, hey, you're doing all right? No, I think with that, experience always helps because guys have been through that. You know, they've experienced that. And, um, you know, when young, guys are younger, it's, you know, it's a little harder to deal with. But, you know, it's kind of their first time dealing with, things like that at this level so um yeah i think you know hopefully the veteran guys can you know help the younger guys get through that because they've been there and just you know a kind word here and there goes a long way always nice to hear from ty van berkelio as he has that offense clicking on all cylinders right now and that's without fran mil reyes who is on the comeback trail from injury stay tuned when we come back we'll hear from ernie clement nick sandlin trevor stefan all rookies going through their first major league experiences, and it's been mainly good experiences for all three. We'll hear from them when we return after this on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Plenty of room on the Indians bandwagon. Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Tribe Talk from Pittsburgh this weekend. Always a lot of great ways to pick up our show each week. He can do so, of course, on the Indians radio network. We usually feed the show sometime on Saturday prior to the Indians game that day or night. You can also hear it online at Indians.com or as a podcast wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Well, the Indians have a lot of youth on the roster this year. In fact, for much of the season, they have truly had statistically the youngest roster in Major League Baseball. That means some rookies are seeing playing time, including Ernie Clement, who picked up his first hit in the Major Leagues on Tuesday, and he talked about that moment that he'll never forget. 
Yeah, it was really cool. Um, you know, I was just trying to, to keep my approach simple and, and get Naylor over to third base somehow. And, you know, I got a, a pitch I could handle up in the zone. So I, uh, you know, I took advantage and it was, it was awesome to help the team win. Talking to Bobby Bradley uh, about his debut a couple of years back, he said it, it can be overwhelming. And I know you got in that bat the other day, but what was that first start like in terms of managing your emotions and getting into the flow of the game? Yeah, I actually thought I'd be a lot more nervous. I, I was I was pretty calm and, and ready to go and ready to help the team win. So, you know, they gave me the heads up the night before. So I had a lot of time to prepare uh, for, for Harvey and, and a lot of time to prepare for, for where I, what I was going to do during the game. So, you know, I was pretty relaxed and I just had fun with it. Did it help being around here a little bit last summer, even though you were at the alternate site, but kind of close by over at Lake County? Yeah, I've gotten to know a lot of the guys. Um, so, you know, they made me really comfortable and they supported me last night. So it was just really cool to finally be out there with them. And a, a nice team win, and, and you're part of a team that's really scrambling right now to, to, to get some wins, and they're doing a pretty good job at that. And uh, coming into this situation, were you aware of, of what was happening on, on a pretty regular basis here? Yeah, definitely. Um, our pitching staff is incredible. So, you know, as position players, we just got to do our best to put runs on the board and, and try and help them win ball games. So, you know, we're going to keep it simple and come together uh, and, and, and just continue to, to, to grind out at bats and, and try and win ball games. We're joined by Tribe infielder Ernie Clement. Got his first major league hit in last night's win over the Orioles. And Ernie, you've been in major league camp a couple of seasons now and, and had a chance to, to go through that. And as you work your way up through that process of minor league baseball, getting close to the major leagues, when did you really start to feel that, that hey, this could happen, this could be a dream that could really happen? Yeah, so last year at the alternate site, um, you know, it was really a grind. You know, we weren't playing real baseball games um, during the COVID season. So, you know, it was really a grind, and, you know, they just kept saying, you know, work your, work your tail off, um, you know, get better every day, and, you know, that opportunity might come. So, you know, I just I stayed ready, and then this year finally, um, you know, they, they gave me an opportunity to play last night, and, you know, it was just a ton of fun, and I've been waiting for that moment for a long time. I think a lot of people were concerned how the players who, who didn't have that capability of playing in games last year would fare this season. Uh, did it take you a little while to get going, or, or were you able to get some good things done there last summer? Yeah, we, we accomplished a lot over there. You know, we did probably our best that we possibly could have with what we had. So, um, you know, we, we stayed positive, and, you know, I think everybody got a lot better. And, you know, it was really cool to get to know a lot of those younger guys um, that are coming up in the system. And, you know, I got to work with them every day. So it was really cool, and, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of bright futures in Cleveland. When you look at, uh, at background, you have some hockey in your background at the high school level. So does Sam Henches, a teammate of yours now and, and uh, coming up through the minor leagues. He was a defenseman, I think. You were a forward. What would happen if you guys were on the ice together on separate teams and you're flying down the wing or maybe in, in center ice and, and he's there uh, ready to stand you up? How, how would that go? Well, you know, it's it's always gone really well on the diamond when we're out there together. <laughs> um, but he's, he's a really big guy, so, you know, I'd probably try to just skate past him and, and definitely not go toe-to-toe with him physically. <laughs> um, but... I think if him and I were on the same hockey team, it'd go a lot like it, we, it does on the baseball field. Um, you know, we work well together. Um, you know, in the middle, he, he, he's very athletic for his size, so he, he turns a good double play. He gets it to the middle of the infield really well. And, um, you know, he makes our job easy because he's usually just striking everybody out. So, you know, I'm sure he wouldn't let very many goals in on the ice. So he's someone you're familiar with from, from the minor leagues, and I know you played a little bit with, with Bobby Bradley. Helpful that that there's some other players here who are in a similar spot trying to make their way in the major leagues as, as you try and do the same? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of these guys I've played with in the minor leagues, um, 
and, and it's just been so cool to see them develop and grow uh, as baseball players and as human beings. And, you know, a lot of them are really good friends of mine. So, you know, we have we have a ton of fun and um, it's just so cool to see them uh, having great careers already uh, as young rookies and, and second years in, the, in this league. And in closing, uh, obviously a, a fun night for you last night. I know you had a lot of family here. What, what was postgame like, if you can share? It was amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad that my parents and my sister and my grandmother and a couple other family members could be there. Uh, it was a special moment. Um, they know how hard I've worked and, and how much I wanted this opportunity, and you know, it was just really cool to share that with them. Oh, it was fun to watch. Ernie, thanks a lot for coming by. Awesome. Thanks for having me. That's Ernie Clement living out that dream in the big leagues now with the Indians. So, too, is Nick Sandlin, who, after starting the year at AAA Columbus, got an early call, and he's been a key figure in that Indians bullpen. He got the win, his first major league win, on Monday, and he says he's happy to help out the ball club any way he can. Uh, you know, it was exciting. I didn't know, you know, I didn't even know it at the time, but then after the game, you know, everyone was telling you that, you know, you got the win, and, you know, ultimately, you know, we came out and played a good game as a, as a team, and pitched well as a team and um, just glad that you know we got the win and you know whoever's name's by it you know it doesn't matter as long as we got the win and that team part of it what do they do for a pitcher who gets their first major league win after the game can you take us in there at least the clean version <laughs> yeah yeah there's just a, a little cold celebration I would, I would say that uh, you know you look at it and, and it seems like each of the relievers right now because of the state of the pitching staff is on call at any point in the game and, and does that change at all that how you've approached things as time has gone by here uh yeah you, you know we definitely have a challenge in front of us right now you know they're with um you know so starters being out um we we know that they'll be back soon you know and they're doing their job you know to get back on the field and help us out but um you know right now as, as a bullpen i think we just kind of keep the same mentality that we usually do and that's you know just stay ready at all times you know we're, we're ready every day we're ready from the first pitch you know until the last one so um you know, that's our job, so we're just going to continue to focus on, you know, doing our job and changes from that point. And certainly you don't want to see the team have to go to the bullpen in the first inning, but on those days when that happens, is it kind of fun down there, that, that all-hands-on-deck approach? Uh, yeah, in a way, you know, it's, it's a challenge. You know, um, whoever it is goes in first. It's kind of like, you know, you're starting us up. You know, you're starting the game, and um, we kind of just roll from there. You know, it, it feels like everyone's going to pitch on a, on a day like that and uh, I think we had one the other day where we came out on top everyone uh, you know pitched in and did their job and um, you know if you just focus on that and just trust the offense and the defense you know they'll, they'll, they'll come through for us and uh, that was a that was a fun win for sure. We're joined by Tribe Relief pitcher Nick Sandlin and uh, Nick as, as you get deeper into your rookie season in the major leagues I know after the game last night you mentioned that that you have help down there to, to get you through and, and help you improve uh, what is it that, that certain other pitchers down there can do for you to, to help you be the best you can be? Uh, you know, I think more than anything, just, you know, seeing their mentalities, you know, day in, day, day, in, day out, that, um, you know, they're, it don't matter who we play, you know, they're attacking guys, they're attacking hitters, and um, they're just staying consistent with uh, what they do, and that's what I'll also, like, I'm attempting to do. And then, um, you know, we just take from there the, what the coaches give us to prepare for each team and then kind of roll with the catchers, trust the catchers during the game. And, you know, it, it comes around to being, you know, a full team effort. Has anything surprised you at all that, that maybe you weren't expecting as you make your way through the major leagues? Um, not sure uh, if, I, if much has surprised me. Um, you know, just enjoying it, taking it all in right now, you know, just really really just trying to lock it in, you know, stay focused on what I'm doing so, you know, I can just help the team, you know, whenever my name's called. Is there that that time where 
you wonder if your stuff's good enough to play up here maybe when you first got here and, and then realize that it is yeah you know that's that's always probably in the back of everyone's mind you know I've uh, I remain confident you know that that it would play and I was trying to prepare myself for whenever the opportunity came you know for the last uh, couple of years been trying to just prepare myself to have success when I get here and I've had the help of uh, you know a lot of development of developmental coaches in the Indians uh, organization and um you know, just help me get in a really good spot for this year when the opportunity came. Well, it is working out very well. Nick, thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. That's Tribe Relief pitcher Nick Sandlin. And staying in the Indians' bullpen, Trevor Steffen, another rookie, has done some good work out of the pen. He's a Rule 5 draft pick, which means he came from the New York Yankees, selected in the Rule 5 draft, has to stay on the Indians' major league roster all season or be offered back to New York. And it's not lost on him on how great an opportunity has uh, the Rule 5 selection has been for him, especially for a pitcher who never worked above the double-A level. And he says it's uh, maybe something that he wouldn't have expected a year ago at this time, but he says now all the hard work is paying off. Yeah, it definitely has. I feel like, uh, you know, just it's been a cool opportunity and then just getting the chance and taking it day by day and showing up for work with a good attitude, learning from the guys you can and just – take it day by day in some cases a, a rule five selection might not get to pitch that much but you're right up there in terms of appearances with, with just about everybody else in the pen and are you surprised at all that you've had as many chances to to get out there and and just stay sharp I don't know if I'm surprised I mean I, I always want the ball I feel like there's been times uh you know you every time you get in there it's you know there's been some opportunities and then just try to work your way up man we got a very competitive bullpen out there so it's you know you just kind of do your job and then just when your name's called, just be ready. What do you think you've, you've learned the most that maybe you wouldn't have if you were still in the minor leagues trying to work your way up? Just the professionalism of, like, being in the big leagues, taking care of your body. Just, you know, it's 162 games. It's a long season. You know, we're not even halfway point. And, you know, it's just just the daily use, being ready for the grind every day is kind of, the you know, the biggest adjustment in the big leagues. Because I was a starter in the minor leagues, so now – I mean, I knew I pitched one every once every five days. Now I got to be show up to the park every day, ready to, you know, be game ready. Tribe relief pitcher Trevor Steffen joining us. Trevor, you come over from the Yankees organization. Much difference in terms of, of pitching philosophies from one organization to another. Uh, not so much org to org. I guess uh, being a reliever now, I can just kind of, you know, just let it rip for whatever my workload is that day, and then. Uh, you don't have to worry about pitching deep into games. But uh, the communication with this organization has been phenomenal, and it's been a blessing to be here. And in yesterday's game, we saw a few more change-ups and really good ones on, on occasion. Uh, explain how that, that pitch can develop or any new pitch that you're trying to work on, especially in a relief role. Well, I mean, first of all, just trying to develop a pitch in the big leagues is, can be tough. But, uh, you know, I feel like I had better feel for it in spring training and then kind of in the – you know, in in the game during the, when the lights are on, it's uh, it's a hard pitch to go to if the command's not there. And just trying to trust it and fill it out, get a little more around the zone, and just see if it plays has uh, been really the the big th- game changer right there. And when you look at at the bullpen, usually there's some characters down there. How's it going down there for you in terms of learning their personalities? It's fun, man. We got a good group of guys. We're young. It's just it's honestly it's a good vibe out there. We get, we're all friends and we're all competing. You know, it's fun. Trevor, thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. That's Trevor Steffen, Indians relief pitcher. He's been a key part of the bullpen, which has been leaned on heavily 
during the uh, starting rotation uh, struggles and availability. Uh, it's really put a, a burden on the bullpen, but they have handled it well. And Names like Sandlin and Stefan you'll hear a lot of for sure as the Indians continue on here in the month of June. Stay tuned. We'll have our final segment. We'll hear from James Harris with a farm report after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. Zimbabwe. The broken Bunsen burner burns so bright. South. Jamie. Southeast Asian Peninsula. Hey, hey, Jamie. Yes. I think the only line we need from you today is drivers who switch to progressive could say big. Cool. I just got to finish my warm-ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History, history. Switch to progressive today. Santa ski slalom in a salmon skin suit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. It's our final segment from PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. And we are joined now by James Harris, the Indians Vice President of Player Development. And this week we talk Lynchburg, the single-A affiliate for the Indians at the low-A level. And he says there are a lot of high-quality prospects right now in Lynchburg, and it's been a fun team to watch. Yeah, it's a really fun club to watch. And In fact, the first week they were averaging like 10 runs a game and hitting a bunch of home runs that are really exciting to watch, and uh, it's, it's a fun club. Well, let's get right to the offensive side of it then. Uh, John Kenzie Noel is, is someone whose name kind of jumps right out at you based on what he's done so far, and, and I know what you think he might be able to do in the future. Uh, any comparables uh, to some current players that, that you can kind of compare him to? Yeah, I don't know about, about comps from a what he's going to be in the future, but he's a really big guy. So let's think friend, friend Mill Reyes big. Um, but hopefully if he uh, achieves his potential, maybe he'll be there someday. But that's, that's a very high bar to, to reach. And what has he done so far that, that has really jumped out in terms of, of offensive potential? Well, number one, he hits the ball extremely hard. Uh, and when he does, I mean, depending on, on what, what pitch he gets, he drives the ball well. Um, he has power for his age. He's only 19 years old, but right now he's he's six foot three, 250 pounds, and and uh, yeah, he's a he's a terror when he's up in the Carolina League. We can't talk about an Indians minor league affiliate without talking about middle infielders. Uh, there's a slew of them throughout the system, and I know you feel you have a good one there in Angel Martinez, a second generation potential uh, major leaguer. And, and what do you see from him? Yeah, a- Angel Martinez. His his dad was Sandy. Um, Martinez, who, who was a catcher, played eight years in the big leagues. His brother, Sandy Jr., is in the Diamondbacks organization. So this guy has been around ball his entire life. And you can see it when he's out there on the field. He has a confidence, but yet he's very coachable. Um, really athletic guy that, that plays uh, mostly short, but also can play second and a little bit of third. And um, has, has kind of put together a, a decent streak with the bat as well. How about Gabriel Rodriguez, Gabby Rodriguez? Uh, I know you're high on him. And, and what's he shown so far this season? Yeah, what's interesting about Gabby is like he he looks different than all of the other um, middle infielders that we've gotten from Latin America. Uh, typically, the the other middle infielders have been smaller and they're growing into their bodies. Well, Gabby's like six one, two hundred and ten pounds, can still play short, also can play on the corners. Um, we've been really excited about Gabby and Gabby's growth. 
James Harris joining us, Indians Vice President of Player Development, talking about some of the prospects at single-A Lynchburg for the Indians. And, James, let's transition to the mound. Daniel Espino, former number one draft pick of the Indians, uh, you see every once in a while a post on social media about him throwing with extreme velocity. And, and how's this young man developing as, as he gets deeper into his pro career? Man, he, he came to us a very mature human being, uh, left his home in Panama, went to um, Georgia for high school. So he's been away from home for a while. And, and the kid's very mature, very strong routines, know what he's trying to do with his body, spends the extra time to put things together off the mound. So when you get to the mound and, and you see him, him 95 plus consistently, it's, it's really special to watch. And you mentioned the velocity. Uh, how about the secondary stuff? Cause obviously to, to make that next step, it's gotta be there. Is that coming along the way you like? Yeah. What's interesting though, is like when you get so much success with the fastball, like you need motivation to, to use the breaking ball, but he's a mature guy who's, who's doing that. And we're hoping that, that sets him up well for the for the upper upper level, so he can use his complete arsenal. A couple of other uh, arms down at Lynchburg, Lenny Torres, and uh, what do you have on him as as another pick uh, at a fairly high level in the draft? Absolutely. Well, so last year Lenny was was hurt. He had a, a, an elbow surgery, and he's coming back, and now he's healthy, and he's starting to see the things that made us think of him very high in the draft a couple years ago. Uh, Lenny, another one of those uh, mature guys, but yet. Coming out of high school, out of, out of New York, uh, learned a lot of things about what it takes to be a professional pitcher in Arizona during his rehab, and now he has a chance to be out there healthy and show what he has. Always good stuff, James. Thanks a lot for the time today. Yeah, thanks for your time. That's James Harris, the Indians Vice President of Player Development. And that'll do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much, as always, to Brian Matze for putting together our shows each week. I'm Jim Rosenhaus. And we'll join you next week from Minneapolis. And I'll remind you now that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.